The views and opinion and comments on this episode of the Black and Blue Vanguard podcast do not necessarily reflect or represent the views and opinion by any law enforcement department or agency. Content may contain elements that are not suitable for some audiences. Listener's discretion is advised. Now that that's out the way, let's get this show started. Welcome one, welcome all. This is the Black and Blue Vet Girl Podcast, the only podcast that was made by law enforcement for law enforcement. To express our thoughts, our concerns, ideas, or hey, if you just want to vent, you can do that too. Now hold on, wait a minute, civilians. We haven't forgot about you. We welcome you to listen in. We'd like to hear from you. I'm not alone. I brought back up who's on this ride along with me. Wadi. And Holiday. And I'm Jules. We have a great show for you today, ladies and gentlemen. All right, on today's episode, the Vanguards are joined by Officer Captain Superman Benson as we discuss suicides and what officers can do to get help if they are going through it. Holiday, what's popping? Uh, not much. I'm blessed. I'm blessed, brother. All right, cool. Miss Wadi, how you doing? I'm good. I'm blessed. All right, that's what's up. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we have a treat today on the show. We get my man, our man. Officer Kevin, Superman Benson, and you won't know why we call him Superman. You know what? He told me a story that he was in California one day and somebody asked him to be a stunt double for Henry Cavill when he was filming Superman. They said he looked just like this man. They want him to fill in for it. But he said, no. He said, I get dreams of being a police officer. And that's what, <laughs> that's what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> man but uh no when when, when we first when, when kevin first came to the watch my partner and bull and i uh, holiday was on the watch and uh and, 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 and kevin come coming in and he was like man that man looked like just like clark kid we looked at him it was like oh yeah he got the he got the the olive oil skin the smooth hair dark hair slick you know saying that chiseled jawline i said man this is super <laughs> right here this is Superman, but uh, but Kevin, man, what's going on, baby? How you feeling, man? Hey guys, thanks for having me. Now I'm feeling good, man. Feeling good. Uh, just just ready to talk to you guys. I'm excited. You know, I've been thinking about this all week since you asked me, and I'm excited to be here, man. I really appreciate it. And thanks for the good intro. I never had anything like that before. <laughs> man, man, hey brother, we appreciate you for coming on. I mean, we do. What we gonna what we gonna get on to get into the day? We're going to help a lot of people. And that's what we do on this podcast. We want to help people. And we got something, something deep to talk about, but, you know, it has to be talked about because it's prevalent and it's big on the law enforcement and police officers. So we just want to give some food for thought for somebody who, who needs it, who needs to eat. So people who normally listen to the show, we always do what's new on the beat. But you know what? We're going to do something a little different today. A couple of things that came into uh came into our lives uh this past week now now one of them one of well both of them no good but one of them in particular you know affects us a little you know affects us a little bit because it happened to one of our sisters in uh in blue so an officer you know of course of chicago pd was served hair and dirt after she ordered from a wendy's drive-thru 
Officials said that the, the on-duty female officer ordered food from the drive-thru at Wendy's in Wicker Park around 1.30 in the morning. While eating it, she discovered hair and dirt in her food. Now, of course, Wendy's responded and said, hey, the quality and integrity of our food is our number one priority, and we take any food-related claims extremely serious. And they also have been in touch with representatives of the Chicago Police Department and will fully investigate this matter. We have great respect for law enforcement office for law enforcement and their service to our communities, which is cute. So, guys, the question is, have you guys ever since you've been on the job been served something and they had some type of some type of item on there that's not supposed to be on there? No, I haven't. OK, how about you? Holiday? No, I haven't either. Hey, I'm, I'm good so far. Now, Superman, this won't affect you, but have you ever? No, I haven't. Uh, not to my knowledge. And I hope that I never did. You know? <laughs> Dude, exactly right, man. Exactly right. You know what? If if, if something was on there for me, I you know what? To, to piggyback what you said, Superman, I haven't either, but I never check. So if I'm hungry and right. eating... Whatever it is, it's just it's just in me. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But man, but guys, man, this was when I heard this story, I was like, man, this is messed up, man. This is we out there, you know, we're out there serving protecting the community. That's what we do. Uh yeah. and you know what, people who for the ones who doesn't know for, for the ones who don't know, we're human beings that we need to eat. We get hungry. Yes. But to go into an establishment, a restaurant establishment to order a meal and then for somebody, some jackass who want to put dirt and hair. You, I mean, you come on, come on, people. Come on, people. You don't know, but you, you, you know better than that. You yeah, know, like, it's, it's, you know, go ahead, go ahead, Holiday, because, you know, it's, it's messed up. It speaks to a, a bigger picture because it's like, dude, you, you can really make somebody sick that way. You know, yeah. food poisoning. I never had food poisoning, thank God, but I heard it hurts. You can't eat anything. You're throwing everything up. And you won't do that because, you know, you won't be a jackass and want to, uh, you know, mess with this officer's food. Because why? Because you're a POS. But what was you going to say, Holiday? I was going to say still. Like, how, how much longer? Uh, you know, how long do we have to go through this? Like, they want us to get better. They want law enforcement to get better. Uh -huh. They do some stuff like this. You're yeah. like... Like, come on, man. Like, man, have some respect. And like you said, something happened to the restaurant. We're there to protect them. It, it, exactly. Exactly. I mean, you had we had we heard stories and we talked about stories where officers were get were, were refused services because they have their guns or because their presence scared people, or not scared people, but scared the people working there. It's like, what is it? What, you know, that's BS. What so are you more are you uncomfortable with officers in there? Or are you uncomfortable with the criminal element, the the criminals up in there with, you know, let's say Pookie and Ray Ray and 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 and, and other people in there with guns who's not authorized to carry? Are you are you scared of them or are, it doesn't it don't make any sense, man? And I and we shouldn't even entertain that when somebody said, yeah, you can't we're not going to serve you because. Yeah, you, you, your presence because you're an officer we're not going to serve you. It don't make any sense it's, it's, it's stupid the only thing I ever encountered I mean it wasn't food related I remember uh, 
this one I was on this on my status, so we had to take the take the bus. Did you guys ever had to do that when you were working like on foot patrol or anything? You had to take the yeah. bus to put your post. Yeah. I remember being on the bus and uh, I was standing, so I'm holding on to the pole for the CTA bus, and some lady taps me. She's sitting down. I said, "Yeah, what's up?" She says to me, "I don't want you standing near me. Could you go to the other side of the bus?" Wow! Oh, wow! Wow! So I, I moved myself to the, uh, I think it was, I moved myself to the back of the bus. She just didn't want me standing near her. Sometimes some people just, just don't like us and they don't want, don't want us in their vicinity, you know? And that could have been the case with the food, you know? Yeah. I respect yes. you a lot, Officer Benson. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I take my hat off to you. Oh, thank you. Uh oh, hey, hey, Wadi, Wadi, now come on now. You can't just sit there and just be quiet. Now, what, what would you have done, Wadi? <laughs> if you don't want to be around me, you have the issue. So, you, I'm not moving because just like anybody else, that's not a protect and serve issue. Like, I'm not doing anything against my general orders, against the policy. I'm on the public transportation. I can stand or sit wherever I, I need to on the bus. I may not want you to, you know, be talking to me, but, you know, you can gladly move. I'm not moving myself. Like, you're not talking to a child. I don't want you standing next to me. Like, who do you think you are to me? You don't, you just now existed in my life just now. Like, I don't care about mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. That's how that, exactly how that would have been said. Like, you can dismiss yourself from my presence. I don't want you near me. You know what I'm saying? Like, clearly you wanted to be a pest. So, but. Right. You know, I take my thoughts to you. That was that was you are such a big person. You would have been bigger than me in that moment. <laughs> At first, I was like, "What did they? What did she ask?" And I said, "And it, it took me a minute, maybe less than a minute, but it took me. Uh, you know, I was like, wow. I was like, I can't believe somebody asked me that. You know, but then again, I'm looking down and I'm looking. I'm like, it's the uniform. It's not me." Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. I never had that in my life before. Yeah. So I, I was really confused. You know, I was like, I mean, you're new and stuff. You know, I only had a couple months on the job. I'm like, yeah. I really tell this lady what we all really want to say, or do I just kind of just take myself out of the equation? And then yeah. my coworker was sitting there. He's like, "What did she say?" And I told him, and he's like, "We were both like, what the heck? You know, like how mm -hmm. could somebody, you know, ask that?" And, you know, that, that stuck with me for a little while. You know, I was a little, I was a little upset about it. I was more like, wasn't like angry or anything, but I was like hurt, you know, I'm like, damn, I was like, I'm here. Like you guys talked about, I'm here to protect you. I'm here putting my life on the line for society. And I can't even stand on the bus without getting a, hey, get the hell out of my face kind of deal. You know what I mean? Oh, that's, oh, man. that's the thing. Uh, ben. I feel like. It's a plethora of things because it's like society is at a very unstable, emotion-led point to where it's like looking at it from an objective stance, everything they say can be debunked as far as like, and I understand that's, that's, that is the right idea like and mindset that we do need to stick to is that it's the uniform, excuse me, but even with it being the uniform, Literally, this world would be in chaos if you did not have some, even if it wasn't 
hypothetically speaking, even if it wasn't named Chicago Police Department or LA Police Department, mm -hmm. you need some type of law enforcement because sometimes it's not going to be, you know, these group of people are misunderstood or they're stealing because they don't have this. They really need this or they need you before anything even became the projects you had prideful people uh you know back in the 1700s 1600s uh 15 whatever whenever since the beginning of time nothing has changed under the sun you had criminals because it's a heart condition you know people are prideful people are envious people are going to do the wicked things that they choose to do with their free will so with that you know, instead of having people run around and just get away with committing crimes against innocent people, you need some type of law enforcement that restricts people from doing that. So when people bring up, well, you know, people have a right to, you know, like, and I'm talking about just like how some citizens say, not us, but, you know, you know, it's your uniform, you know, people, you know, some people are legitimate in hating all police because da -da -da -da. And it's like, no, because somebody you know, everybody wants to say like, well, maybe you should pick another job. If every law enforcement officer picks another job, you really mm -hmm. don't know that you don't even want that. You really <laughs> don't even know that you don't even mean that. Because yeah. if everybody picked another job, so many more lives would be lost and dead because of your statement. Probably True. even yours. Because... As many guns as y'all can, I can get my own gun to protect my family. I can do this and I can do that. You can't box and beat the whole world. True. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's certain things, it's certain crimes people commit in a basement that is so foul and so wicked. If you didn't have law enforcement, people do it on, in the middle of the street because they can. And it's like, no, somebody took this job because somebody had to. And I don't understand how people really just let that go over their head. And even with the Wendy's, you know, the officer who experienced the horrific uh, Wendy's poor customer service with the hair and the dirt. Mm -hmm. Y'all, when you all, when you think about it, it all boils down to y'all really let the media pick your emotions for you and tell you to, you y'all hate the police this much because the media told you to. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying one person probably never did it, but in general, uh, Jules and Holiday uh, Benson, back in the day when there was high police corruption, you know what I'm saying, from 60s, 50s, 80s, who do you know? Because you don't know who's doing it. People who really experienced bad police service, still, you have more people who still wasn't like, oh, I'm a plant poison, I'm a plant food, I mean, plant hair, people's food, I'm going to do this and that. Because all they wanted was the system, the policing system to change. So over the years, when they started seeing change, that's really all they wanted. Most likely people who doing stuff like that to officers putting hair and dirt in their food are probably people who just looked at the media and said, okay, the media said, hey, police, so I'm going to do it. Not because they themselves even had a bad experience with police. Not because they themselves have ever even gone through anything. They just ride the bandwagon. You literally did this because the media told you to. This all yep. boils down to mm -hmm. because the media told you to. You know, man, Wadi, that's you. Hey, you hit a mouthful on that one. And I just want to add on there, uh, my own experience, it wasn't with uh, uh, somebody messed with my food, but it was the service. It was another, it was a, matter of fact, it was a Wendy's. Oh, uh, yeah. I, my partner and I went to Wendy's. Holiday, I told you about this. 
And one one time we end up they give they gave us our food for half off. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, cool. It was, it was no problem. So we went maybe the next week or the week after, and it was a different manager. And the manager told this to our face. He said, normally you get a half off, but I don't honor that. So the bull and I was looking like, well, okay, well, I mean, we got our money. We can pay for our food. It's no problem. Right. But it was just a simple fact. She made it clear that she don't honor it, that like, obviously she had a problem with the police. Well, we went back maybe a couple weeks later and the, the same manager that gave it to us half off was there. And she said she heard what happened. And mm-hmm. since that happened, we get our food for free. Mm-hmm. And that was that was mighty big of her. And we really appreciate that. And she had to tell her crew, her crew members, not all police are bad. And you can't judge every police by if you had one bad interaction from another one. No matter what, you're always supposed to be having this, this golden rule. Treat people how you want to be treated. Mm-hmm. And when you sit up here because of a, 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 the uniform and disdain for it, that person in it, it doesn't matter who, who it is. It's like, bro, that's, that's a problem. Yes. That is a big problem. Yes. No matter what, people should always remain their dignity and, and treat people how they want to be treated. It's, it's, it's a rule I go by and, and everybody share that same rule. I mean, they don't, but that's a perfect world. But I mean, it's just messed up when you, 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 you know, you're out there working and just because of a, a uniform or your profession, then, you know, somebody have a, a problem because something they hit, they heard something they read, something that somebody told them, or they had in trouble, they've been in trouble before, you know? So, I mean, it's messed up, man. It's, it's messed up I, real quick. What, what, what would you have done if you was that officer that got served with that, that, that dirty burger? Like for me, like for me, I'm suing Wendy's. I'll go back in there. I'm gonna go back in there. Listen, here's what I found up in this burger. I'll take a picture. I'll I'll call the evidence technician. We're doing a report. I'm suing the mess out of, I'm suing the mess out of Wendy's. Getting her, her or him fired immediately and suing Wendy's. Are we, we're all on the same point. Are we on the same accord on this one? Yeah, I threw that burger back in his face. <laughs> <laughs> Take this bullshit. I asked for a big baby plastic without hair, punk. You said without hair. You <laughs> <laughs> said a big baby classic without hair. I ain't going to hear with I said, this. I said, I said, hold the dirt in here, bastard. Take this back. <laughs> I want this. No, no, I probably take a picture. I probably took a page out of Will Smith's book. I would have slapped. <laughs> hey, that's what's up, man. Hey, that's what's up. No, no, that's no. That, that's in the that's in the mind. That's in the mind. That's the that's the left shoulder, right shoulder. Man, it was lost. Oh, that was the left shoulder. What what the right shoulder would say? It was like, nah, man. Just this man. You know, you don't know which what DNA just got in your mouth. You don't know what the hell's going on. So, uh-huh. um, yeah, I'm suing. You know, that's serious. Okay. That's serious. No, hell no. Uh, Superman, what you think now? Same thing, man. I would, uh, uh, I think that officer did the right thing. She, she called it in. She notified a supervisor. They had to come out, you know, they, they took it to the ET. They took pictures, all that. That was like perfect. What's that? I'm sorry. So she is someone? I don't know. 
I don't I'm not sure if she sued him, but they did. They opened an investigation. Okay. Yeah. They, yeah. Uh, you guys remember that state trooper over, uh, what was it? Maybe, maybe a year and a half ago. Uh, same thing. He got a coffee. He got a black coffee. And, uh, you know, he opened it, the top lid. They put this yeah. down so he could cool off. And he yeah. noticed, like, spit, oh, yeah. like a loogie yep. floating around. Yeah. He did the same thing. He called the supervisor. They did a report. Uh, and he did the whole nine yards, too. I don't know whatever happened with that case. But, he, yeah, he, he did the right thing because, I mean, I, I don't know about you guys. I love food. And if somebody messes with my food, I'm already angry. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Right. I said I'm already angry. <laughs> He about to he about to blow the whole restaurant yeah, down. Man. Yeah, I get hangry, man. You ever, hear, you ever hear that hangry? You know, so I mean, when I gotta eat, even my partners know. I'm like, hey, man, we got like 15 minutes. They already know. They already know that it's time for me. I'm getting towards the end. I got I gotta eat. So like, if somebody definitely would have spit my food, that would have been. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. That that's like almost spitting in someone's face. This that's that's nasty. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Well, hey, how? Hey, hey, Holiday brought up slapping, uh, doing Will Smith and slapping him. Well, let's hey, let's talk about it real quick. Uh, first of all, I'll play I'll play what Chris Rock said, and then we'll talk about it real. We'll talk about it briefly. Jada, I love you. GI Jane too. Can't wait to see it. All right. <laughs> That was, a, that was a nice one. Okay. I'm out here. Uh-oh. Okay. Okay. All right. I know everybody's seen it or heard, seen it and heard it. I, all our phones was blowing up. Miss Waddy, we'll start with you. What did you make of this when you, when you saw this? At first, like, like I said, I didn't know if it was real or not. But then looking at the reaction when he sat back down and was going off, I said, oh. And then, I don't know. I have mixed feelings because it's kind of like, I didn't want to, I just told my brother this too. Like, I didn't want to get into the why I think he did it. You know, everybody was saying like, oh, he's this built up anger because he's mad at Jada where she been embarrassing him. But then it's like, no, he stood up for his wife. There's not, I'm like, I can't really say the intentions. Why? Like what he was feeling. I don't, I, we will never know. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? But it was shocking. It's like I couldn't laugh because I was so in shock. I was just like, uh, I feel awkward, like as if I was there. <laughs> like I feel like I was standing next to Chris Rock. Like, oh damn. <laughs> right. I was just like, what? And you heard yeah, it you... too. So I was just like, and then you see his face when he sat back down, but you also saw his face when he did it. And if you noticed when he was walking off. He had that slight smirk of, yeah, and I meant that. You know what I'm saying? 
Mm-hmm. If you notice mm-hmm. when he was walking off, so I was just like, that was that's gonna forever be marked <laughs> going down in history. Oh yeah, like, yeah. definitely. Uh oh, a a Superman, cold. super Superman. What you think when you, when you saw that? I was surprised. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I read the caption, so we knew what was gonna happen from the caption, but how it happened at first. He says that about Jada. And then Will Smith is laughing. Uh-huh. Right. He was he laughing. Got Jada, and she's not laughing. You mm-hmm. know, she's she, you could tell she's she's upset. So I was thought it was like a sarcastic laugh. As soon as he walked up, I was like, Yep, you could tell by his walk, and he was angry. Before <laughs> yeah. you know it, here comes here comes the whole the whole hand, and it was fast. And then oh yeah. I mean, he Chris Rock took a hit. I mean, he got mm-hmm. hit pretty hard. I mean. And I was I was watching it as soon as I got home from work yesterday, and I was like, I even said the same thing Chris Rock said, "Wow," you know. I was like, "Wow!" At the same time, mm-hmm. I'm like, "Oh man," kind of like what Wadi said. I don't know, I don't know. We don't we don't know why he maybe he just had enough. You know, he had yeah. enough jokes. Maybe we could say what if this or that, but. I, I think, you know, when you talk about your family, it, take, it, it hits you hard. It, hits, it literally yeah. hits home. So I think he's been with his wife most of his life, and that's his best friend. How could you – I'm saying the emotions got the best of him. You know, I, you know, we can't say why he did it, but, I mean, if anybody understands, you know, we, we see people angry all the time, and sometimes their emotions get the best of them. So maybe – Maybe he just got up and, you know, the brain took over and just smack, you know, that was it. Right. Right. Man. Holiday cat daddy. What, what you think, man? I said, this is red carpet. This is the biggest stage ever. This is the biggest stage ever. This shit happened. And it, and it's between these two A-listers, you know? So when I seen it, I said, Oh shit. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. Like nobody, none of them are bums. None of them are bums. They're big names. You know, highly respected. Um, so it's like I heard it. I'm like, wow. But then you know, down the line, I was like, oh yeah, you know, um, she does have a disease where she can't grow her hair. You know what I'm saying? So and um, and like Superman was saying, but. When you saw the video, Will was like laughing. Right, he was but, laughing. But apparently, it's that fake laugh. It's like, ha ha, you know, it, it's not really a laugh. It's like trying to brush it off. But you know, it made it no better. The crowd's like, oh, you know, kind of like, yeah, like you know, like uh, point, like uh, you know, it didn't make it any better. The crowd, like, uh, so he probably felt like between the crowd and looking over at his wife. Like felt the pressure, right? Yeah. It's yeah. Like, as the man, as the man, this is, you know, I, I, I'm the man of the castle, the household. Right, I right, right. Well, he's a, he's a protector, right? He's a protector. So if she's going to get embarrassed, I'm going to embarrass you. So um, I think he just, man, he just, he was under pressure. Well, he, you know, I, only thing he needs to do, me, honestly, only thing he needed to do was just say that say his lines like you know keep her name out your mouth i think that would have been good enough you know i think chris rock would have respected gave him a chance like oh you know okay my bad i didn't i didn't know 
Yeah. Right. You know, for me, when I saw it, I was like, man, this, this is terrible. I mean, you get two brothers, like, like everybody's saying, two A-listers, Chris Rock and Will Smith, both powerhouses, you know. And when I saw it, it was like, dude, come on, man. Not at the Oscars. Not on live TV. Everybody watch this. And you show your, you show your behind. And it's like, okay, it's Chris Rock. And it's, he's a comedian. He tells jokes. What happened if it was, Bert, uh, you know, God rest his soul. What happened if it was Brady Mac up there? What happened if it was Steve Harvey? What happened if it was Dave Chappelle or, or uh, Kevin Hart? Well, Will Smith had done that. I don't know. But I know there's previous, they had previous history on Dave, on, uh, I'm sorry, uh, uh, Chris Rock was talking about uh, Jada Pickett before, uh, I think, 2016 Oscar. Saying right. that nobody want to, nobody want to watch you anyway or something like that. But it's a, it's jokes. And when I heard he called her G.I. Jane, that wasn't, dude, when I when I think of when one thing come to mind, I think of GIJ. I'm thinking, okay, she's a tough lady, yeah. right? So right, I look right. at it like a compliment. I'm like, oh, that's a right. compliment. You right. know, she goes do something with her hair, and he said, hey, GIJ, and can we see it? But that 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 expresses that she's a tough female. Yes. You know, I. And for what real did, I can't honor that as a man. I do not honor that. You don't go. You don't go up there, and hit, you handle that. Off, you handle that behind the scenes. Yeah. You know, if your if your lady holiday me, uh, Superman, your lady saying, "Hey, hey, man, you know, I'm embarrassed or I don't like what he says." So, all right, you go handle it. But there's a time and place for everything. How you handle things, and I didn't like how he handled it right then and there, walking up to him and smacking him. Now, here's the thing. Another problem I have, me personally, I don't know how you guys feel. Will Smith should have been escorted out that out the building. He should have been escorted out the building or in the back or something because he straight battered dude. He he battered, he hit him. Yeah. He should have been he should have been escorted out that uh uh out the uh, the, the the building. You know, we we know why he he didn't. I get you know, everybody, I guess the committee knew that he was gonna win for best picture or whatever, but still, because now you sit the message that somebody can go up there, beat somebody, yes. and, and 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 nothing's gonna happen. But I think in the few, I think uh, what I'm hearing that he might be banned from now on or suspended or whatever the case may be. But you dropped the ball right then and there. I know it's shocking because it happened and people trying to compute like, wait a minute, is this for real? Is this not? Or But when he slapped it and when Chris Rock said what he said and then Will Smith said what he said, oh, okay, no, this ain't no skit. Right then and there, some, the security should supposed to come and escort, him, escort that man off. And another thing, I didn't hear anybody saying, Chris Rock, are you okay? Nope. Yeah. This man gets smacked. He got smacked. He got assaulted. He got battered. And nobody, hey, are you okay? But he still, he kept his poise. He was the bigger, he was the bigger man. Will Smith. I, I love Will Smith as the actor, but he was a he was a small, he's a small man on that one. He's a small man. And I don't honor that. And and that's messed up. I you know what? Chris Chris Rock is a bigger man than I would. Because I would have broke his kneecap, and he said, "Don't keep my, keep his wife keep uh, his wife name." I would still been calling her name, because that you don't do that, man. You don't do that. I mean, that's facts. That's, that's facts. That's facts. Man, I'm like, on the biggest stage, the biggest stage, right. man. And you do this like on TV, and this is the society where this ain't back in the day. This everything's about social media. 
Right. So the moment that happened, it, it's everywhere. Now Chris Rock, every time he look up, that picture is there. Yep. Right. You know. It's, so it's messed up, and, man. And for him, and then at the end of the day, for this man to slap you and still win the Oscar. Oh, right. And, and that's taking, another I'm thing. I'm taking that shit home. That's coming home well, to me. Well, here's another thing with that. I mean, he's going up. He went Oscar for, for, for King Richard. I haven't seen the movie, but a lot of people say it's good. And not, not knocking Will Smith. Like I say, I think he's a, a brilliant actor. Yeah, you know, no, I was no. listening to him as I, I was listening to him. How they was listening to him as he coming up. DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Uh, watching the Real Smith show. I mean, oh, man, he's that dude. But bro, I'm gonna call spade a spade, man. Dude, I, he out of pocket for that. And then for for him to go up there and take that acceptance speech and and want to apologize for his actions to everybody but Chris Rock, like, dude, bro, you're a small person, man. You're a small human being. Yep. You're a small human being. I don't, I don't know of that. I don't know of that, man. He he get a notch to my belt on that one, man. Like, dude, no, nah, man. You. So I mean, it was words like you said, Superman, that they kind of talk and kind of hash things out. But he owed that man a public apology. I agree. I think he should apologize. And, you know, what he did, he did batter. He did batter somebody else. And, you know, I, I don't condone any of that. Like like what Holiday said, if you really wanted to say something, you say from your seat and you say whatever you wanted to say, but respectfully. Uh-huh. But going up there on stage live, smacking somebody, smacking somebody anyways, you just, you like you said, you, you just become small at that point, you mm-hmm. know? You know, I I can't agree with that either. He does owe him a public apology. You oh know, yeah, you gotta follow him everywhere. Now, this both of them, you know, everywhere everywhere Chris looks, there's gonna be some some sort of meme or some sort of joke or some sort of spook joke or something. It's just gonna go on forever now. You know, <laughs> I tell you what, what Chris Rock, what <laughs> like you say, he can take a he can take a smack, what? Cause man, he did. He's he's he was still on his feet after that too. Man, yeah, man. and. And I don't know who who all have been smacked before. I have. I I've been boxing for over ten years. I take punches all the time. Superman, nothing can hurt you. Holiday no. and Miss Watt. <laughs> so I mean, I mean, you can get rocked, especially the ones you don't see coming. Those yeah. are the ones that drop you. Now I'm gonna say because if I'm not mistaken, on the video, Chris Rock still had his hands in his pocket. Like right, he still his hands behind his back. Hurt. Right. Like he laughed right. and wow. I tell you what, there's one person, <laughs> there's one person come to mind over this whole situation, what we what, what he would have done. And let's 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 check it out. Slapping was fashionable. And, you know, they did it in Paris. The guy would come up. I challenge you to a duel. They would have a gunfight after that. You had somebody had to go. <laughs> <laughs> so people don't know who that is. That's the that's the late great Charlie Murphy. He, he said that's his take on the whole thing on, on smacking, on slapping. I mean, <laughs> he said he said somebody got to go. And you know what? There's there's people out there that. I actually totally 100% agree with Charlie Murphy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm one of them. There's no freaking shit. There's no, no freaking shit. Sure. And he said, even, I, I, even, I, even, 
He said even when it was a fashionable, he said get he said somebody got die after that. It was a yeah. duel. <laughs> so that's a class. So man, man, we shall see what happened with this, man. I just pray that uh I pray that they get together, they talk, they hash it out. Uh Will Smith do a public apology to Chris Rock and also get his lick back. He need, he need <laughs> that. He needs to get his lick back. Will Smith should stand up. Had his hands behind his back, and Chris Rock should go have at it. Hey, what's that? The, don't they have, to have them like on TV the slap matches? Slap, yeah. like right. they just stand there and take the slaps. <laughs> yeah. So, so all right. Well, that's it of that, man. All right, let's get into some. Let's get into some notifications. Uh, Miss Waddy, what, what we got? For anonymous tips up to $5,000 for tips leading to gun trafficking charges or convictions, mm, okay. and up to $15,000 mm. for tips leading to homicide charges or convictions. You can call 833-408-0069, or you can email cpdtip.org. Okay, you know what? We always, this notification is, is not going anywhere. Because, like I said before, we, the, the law enforcement and, and the community, members of the community, People in the community need to work together in order to solve these crimes. We can't do it by ourselves. The civilians can't, community members can't do it by themselves. Just this past, I would say, two weeks, March twenty, March twenty second, uh, Aaliyah Newsom, forty seven years old, she was found murdered in her home in the seventeen hundred block of South Ben Sings. One week ago, you got Tatiana LaBelle was found murdered, and her body was dumped in the trash like some garbage on 8400 block of South Ingleside. Tiffany Mordini. Who was who was shot in, or last Friday at 11:44 p.m. at the 2400 block of South Holman Avenue while she was leaving her boyfriend house. Elise Malloy, 31 years old, body was recovered from Michigan, the Lake Michigan, last Thursday. Man, you get uh, two found dead inside of a home, 8300 block of South Sangman Street by gunshot. I mean, I mean, my God, eight shots since since Friday including a 15-year-old girl. Last weekend, you got 15 wounded by gunfire, including a one-year-old girl. People, what are we doing? We need, we need to work together and to come back this crime. It is ridiculous. It is terrible. It's sickening. And we need, we need you know, people's help. We got to come together with this. This is, this is terrible. And you know what, guys, since I'm on a roll here, you know what really burns me up? You know what really pissed me off? Uh-oh. Y'all want to hear what pissed me off? Uh-oh, time. <laughs> What really pissed me off, you got some of these punk ass preachers, you got some of these punk ass politicians, punk ass activists, fake ass activists at that too. You got some of these punk ass supervisors that's on these, some of these police departments who know, who know the truth, but simply won't speak it. They know what's going on out here, but won't say it, won't say a damn thing. Yep. And well, I don't, you know, was it all for what? Is it because of fear? Is it because of pressure? Is it because uh, it's, it's, it's political suicide on their part? Or is it because of the title? Or is it because they're not getting likes on social media page? Now, here's the thing. Now, if you know the truth, then speak it. Yeah. If you know the truth, speak it. And if you yeah. got to, if you got to, if you got to leave your title, if you got to leave your, 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 your church, or if you got to leave or, or not getting, likes on that social media page well damn it so be it but at least you know in your heart and the ones who who matter heart that you were man and woman enough to speak the truth mm-hmm. that's why that's why i got a problem with 
there's too many people in these in these politi- in these platforms that can do things and they don't tell the truth. That's why I got a problem with it. There's too many people uh, uh, getting shot and killed in this world, in this, especially in the world, but especially up in here in Chicago. And none of these people who have the most to say want to do anything. They don't want to do anything, but they're too busy want to talk about what we're gonna we're gonna reform the police. I'm tired of all that reforming stuff. We don't need to reform anything else. We need to get these cur- these these killers off these streets. That's what we need to do. And if we gotta crack some head to get them off the streets, then then so be it. That's my little vent for today. I mean, <laughs> hey, no, no, that's real, man. But you know what? Is 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 fucked. What's fucked up about today's society is people are scared to lose their power. They love that power. They love where they at. They're comfortable. It is not like the the violence is hitting them personally. Right. Now, wait till it hit home. Wait till they hit home, and then we're gonna see what happened. But see. These people with these powers that could do something, but choose to point the finger at us, you know, it's just, it's just, you know what? I'm not losing my money. I'm not losing my power, my seat. So, right, it's, you know, it's selfishness. I'm just, I'm just gonna stay it's quiet. Yeah, it's selfishness. Right. I'm gonna stay it, quiet. It's selfishness. I, and, and and the problem else I have with it is, if they just take a stand, take a side, and take a pick a side and take a stand on. On, on the right side, on righteousness, and tell it like it is. Yeah. And we're gonna, you know, do the work so we can, so people don't have to live in fear. You know, people don't have to live uh, worried about their babies walking and coming from to the store or, you know, watching TV in the house and you get hit uh, by a straight bullet. You don't have to worry about that. You get people leaving this, you get people leaving Chicago, some of these places and and going to a uh, 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 better, better state where they they crack down on crime but i just want to tell i just want to tell people if, when these people in these politics these people in these uh these places and have these platforms and ha- and they're and these are people that can make the changes and write the laws you, you, you will save lives if you just pick the right side you will save lives if you just do the right thing just do the right thing and you will save lives i mean Man, even uh, G- Jesus came. Jesus came down this world not to serve, but to serve. Not to be served, but to serve. And this is Jesus. He came not to be served, but to serve. We're in position to serve. And these people that's in, that's in these places are doing a terrible. I wish I can curse. Terrible job, effing job, and 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 they need to change. They need to change. They need to get out of office so we can we can. I, I in two weeks time. You you know how how many six people that killed and a lot of people shot that's ridiculous man i mean that's ridiculous yeah. it's ridiculous. all about the vote. it's all about the votes man it's all about them yeah. oh superman you got anything on this man you hit you hit all the nails in the head man if there's a board of nails you hit them all but okay uh, man appreciate I, it I, I, you know i i agree with you i i think that we need to have uh you know instead of not just reforming us. How about we reform the politicians? You know. Oh yeah. You know, yeah, I yeah, they, make us wear body cameras and this and that. I want to see what they're talking about. I want I want mm-hmm. body cameras on them while they're talking to each other. Any official, uh, you know, um, uh, like talk about any laws or any reform or anything changing to our government. I want to know what they're talking about. 
not just when the bills are being passed. I want that. I want to know what they're saying to each other, because if if they want uh, equality across the board, I think we need to know what they're talking about too. And I want to see what they're saying to each other, you know, through text messages and stuff, just like we get our stuff subpoenaed. I want to see what they're saying to each other too. It's not fair that they say they care about us and they, I, I, I can't begin to tell you, like, I really wonder if they do, you know, mm. they don't. And I agree yeah, with you it, 100%, it, Benson. They, we should see what they're saying behind closed doors. We should see everything they're saying, the real conversations they're having. Absolutely. I mean, because we're, 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 go, no, ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Superman. Go ahead, Superman. No, no, man. You, hey, you flying, man. You, you couldn't do it, man. <laughs> No, I, I mean, I mean, you, you got, you got me fired up too because I, I, I feel like, you know, I, I love this city. I, you know, I grew up here, and uh, I don't like what mm-hmm. they're doing to it. And, you know, you look at these other places. My family moved out, and they take more, they take crime more seriously out there. I'm not talking about baggies of weed and this and that. I'm talking about right. straight baloney right. stuff. You know, mm-hmm. shooting, murders, aggravated battery, carjackings. You know, mm-hmm. out in different places, they chase and they won't stop until they catch, you know, and we need to have that in our in our system here, because when you start with uh, giving people, you know, bonds and letting them stay with the, you know, out in the street, you're just creating more crime. And then the little guys and girls are seeing that there's no repercussions to bad things, you know, so it's creating uh more crime with with the little people that are seeing what the older guys and girls that are doing mm-hmm, right and it's like a trickle effect we can't and then we look at our politicians because they're supposed to represent us right they're supposed and to they're supposed to and yeah they're not because if if any of us were a politician we would we wouldn't be allowing that we wouldn't allow little kids and babies like Jules was just saying kids getting murdered uh women being dumped in garbage cans like what kind of what kind of stuff is that man like that 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 really fires me up like if the politicians really cared they would start reforming some of the some of the things that they're doing like really taking care of the public I mean I could go on forever with this but oh Hey, Superman, we, we that's why we create this platform so we can talk about it. And, and, and I tell you, this yeah. platform ain't going anywhere. And man, what, what, and you know what? We might as well just go ahead and get on the main event with it. You know, you <laughs> cooking good, Superman. Uh, man, we got a treat. I, I, I'm glad that you're on the show. I asked you personally, we at it, it, I checked with my co hosts, and they thought it was an excellent idea. Did you get you on the show? Because unfortunately, we 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 got some bad news, and one of our brother in, in blue committed suicide a couple of weeks ago. Eddie Doherty, I knew Eddie when he was a what well, Sergeant Eddie Doherty. I knew Eddie when he was a patrols. He was intact, had many conversations with him. Uh, I when I went to for the wake, I I thank Eddie because he told me something that I can take for I can have with me for the rest of my life. It was a shooting on 63rd Artesian where uh, 11 people were shot, I believe. Uh, was it 11 on um, holiday? Because it was it was a lot of people shot. It was, it was, yeah. a, it was a mass shooting. I, yeah, it was, it was nuts. Yeah, I, 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 I believe you're right. It's about that. It, and Eddie, uh, I was off. 
I was off that day or getting off. And Eddie was like, man, it was a crap show. And he said, he, t- he, he looked at me, he said, man, I could have used you out there. I needed, I needed, you know, he was talking about some officers and he called them. I, if, let me just say, he said, he told me I needed the police out there when he looked at me and for, for people who are not on the job, a police officer and the police are two different things, two different people, not knocking the police officer, but the, the name, when somebody say you're the police means you're a bad man or a bad woman. Some, some, some cats will even say that is the greatest compliment than any, any awards you can get. Mm-hmm. When somebody can look at you and say, no, that's the police right there. And Eddie told me that, and I took that. That's something I have with me. That's a gift he gave me I can have for the rest of my life. And I'm going to miss Eddie. And that's why I felt, man, you know what? We need to do this show because we got, we got Kevin. We have you on here, and you're part of EAP. And I wanted you, we wanted you to come on and, and talk about the whole steps and the process of, of EAP because you you know you work in it and 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 just cook because I want people officers and any and family members officers to to really get something out of this because if they feel like they're going through something or if they know somebody that's going through something they can play this and they can listen to what you have to say and and I pray that it saves lives. I pray that it helps, we, you know, we pray that it saves life. We pray that it, it, it helps people. But first, Superman, before we get into that, we're going to let you cook. But first, <laughs> I want to ask you, uh, our first episode we did why we got on the job. So we want to ask you, Kevin, Superman, Benson, why did you, what, your name's Superman, but, but, but let everybody else know who don't know you. Why did you get on the job? <laughs> 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 well, first, well, first, man, I wanted to say uh, I'm sorry for your loss. Um, it, it, I heard a lot of great yeah, things about you, him. And, uh, you know, the, it's a tough topic to talk about. But I, I wanted to say, you know, I'm very sorry for your loss. And it, 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 I could feel it, man. I, I felt it walking around the department when it happened. And uh, mm-hmm. he's going to be missed. And he comes with a good name. And, uh, you know, he's a good supervisor. And he was you know, good family man too, I right hear. So I, uh, I just want to, you know, do a little mo- uh, moment to think about him and, you know, appreciate everything he did for us, uh, coworkers, the city, the country and his family, you know, um, it's, it's, it's tough, man. It's, but yeah, so let's move on. But, uh, uh, I started to become interested in the, the police field, uh, probably when I was a little kid, probably like six, you know, you watch all the action movies and you see all the cool cop stuff, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger or Sylvester okay. Stallone being a badass. Yeah. So my mom uh, remarried uh, a police officer about when I was like 12 or 13 years old and he was a suburb guy. And okay. uh, you know, uh, he was a, he was a role model to me and he was, he was, he was a very smart guy, very smart, you know, real smooth talker like you, Jules, real, real cool. Guy. Okay. <laughs> just real down to earth guy. 
and goofy too. So I could see why my mom, you know, fell for him. Just a very nice, very nice guy. And you never would think he was a cop, you know, just by talking mm. to him. Just super cool guy. And, uh, you know, uh, we used to have these dinner table, you know, dinner table conversations. And he would, sometimes he would bring up stuff, you know, uh, funny stories, this and that. But I really started to hone in when he started talking about how he started helping, uh, like, broken families, what he did to help them, you know, the processes he got. And uh, he would take phone calls all the time. And his coworkers would call him, his, uh, uh, you know, people from the community he gave their, their phone number to, so they would call him. And, you know, I, I just really liked it. I liked that how he was able to not only take care of his family, but he was out there taking care of his community. And I thought that was, mm. you know, so honorable. So right. not only did he not do that, he looked, he looked apart, man. He was a bodybuilder like you, man. He was oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, he was jacked and he was he was always working out. So he he put on this uniform and everything was crisp. He even had the line in it and his shoulders are about ready to burst out of the thing. I just thought he looked like a badass dude. You know what I mean? Humble. <laughs> 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 so okay. Like, this guy's a badass. His his boots were polished and his uniform was pressed. And you know. And he was a revolver carrying guy too. So just another another added badass thing to him, you know. Oh man, so, six shotter. Huh? Okay. Yeah, six shotter. Yeah. So he used to carry a 44 Magnum. And I would when I was like in high school, I'm like, man, how does he how long does that thing take to come out of the holster? You know what I mean? Oh man, like, dirty hey, Harry, huh? <laughs> dirty Harry right there. <laughs> yeah. So I told him, I said, you know what, I want to become a cop. And he looked at me and he's like, I don't think you should be a cop, man. You know, I was like, why not? He's like, He's like, you could do better than that. I said, no, no, no. I, mm. I want to be a cop. And uh, he's like, he's like, all right. He said, but why? I said, you know what? I explained the same thing that I said to you guys. I said, you are always taking care of the community. You take care mm -hmm. of your family. I said, and you love what you do. You know, you could hear it when he talks about it, how much he loves the job. He's retired now, but he used to just, I can't even tell you how many times people, when I would go out with him, his coworkers, like this guy's the man, you know, this guy is just somebody that we rely mm -hmm. on. You know, we hate to see him go and this and that. But I was like, how could you, you know, that's a right. profession that's just, it's honorable, you know, to me. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. but he had a lot to do why I wanted to become a cop. So, okay. Yeah. That's, that's the whole, <laughs> the whole reason, man. Oh man, dude, that is it. That is a great reason. That is a great reason. It, it sounds like a great role model. And, and like you said, he <laughs> you said he was busting out, busting out his uniform. The boots was polished. Oh, you know, he was no nonsense. No, he was no nonsense, man. He was, I mean, like Ronnie Coleman. You remember when he put on the uniform and you were like, oh, yeah. How does that guy fit in that thing? You know what I mean? That, that was good. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. So great role model, man. So, and he, he not only did it for me, he did it for some of my buddies too. So my buddies would always hang out at my house like that. He would tell us stories and we'd laugh and this and that. And, and he's like, Hey, and even my buddies like, maybe I want to be a cop too. You know? So he pushed over to some of my other friends too. And now they're cops as well. Oh, good. Excellent. Oh, that is, that is a good story, man. Yeah. That's a good story. That's it a good thing. That's really good, Benson. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. He's a, he's a good dude. I still nice. talk to him one time. He asked me stories now. So now I tell him stories. There you, I was, 
hey, hey Superman, I was going to, I was going to say now you get your own stories to tell because we have a whole bunch we have a whole bunch of stories too. <laughs> yeah, we do, don't we? <laughs> man. All right, all right, man. Let's let's get in it, man. So tell me, man. EAP, what it stands for? So EAP stands for Employee Assistance uh, Program. Uh, you okay. know, we're not the only ones that have this. It's all over the country. It's in okay. different departments. It's in, it's even in the private sector. You know, some of the okay. bigger corporations have it too. And uh, you know, it it's a it's a program that. Uh, well, first, uh, I'm involved in peer support, which is a branch of EAP. Okay. So, so okay. Yeah. So so think of it as like the root is you know, EAP, and then there's different sub-sections of it. I, I'm the, the peer support section. So, you know, I'm like your first friend, you know, coworker, uh, or even family member, you know, if you needed to talk to. So, uh-huh. you know, we're, we're trained in uh, how to get people help and how to talk to people and stuff like that. And if you needed to, we could push you further along down the path to get help. Mm, and that's okay. why I would refer you, you know what, man, I, I I think maybe you should talk to somebody or you should go for this or that. Um, you know, every, every sort of, uh, you know, we're like the beginning. So when you call 911, you know, the police arrive and you're like, oh man, this guy right. actually needs an ambulance, you know? So then we call the ambulance, you know? So we're like that mm-hmm. first lifeline to our, our okay. family friends. Yeah. Okay. Now what are some of the other resources? I know you say you're, you're, you're the, you're the, you're, you're, you're the number one guy. So when you say, hey, I need to refer you to somebody, who was that other person? So EAP, they have, uh, so the city of Chicago, the Chicago Police Department, we have uh, we have like 16 clinicians. Uh, oh, wow. Some of them are all uh, certified in different things. Um, so for example, if you're like, hey, um, having a little trouble with uh, some PTSD, you know, all of them could help you, no doubt, mm-hmm. but there might be a specialized one for a certain thing of PTSD. Or um, if you have subs, believe it or not, police officers, you know, there is some issues with uh, substance abuse and alcoholism. And mm-hmm. there, we have four members of that branch that deal with that specifically, and they can get them help as well. Um, and then, you know, stress, post-traumatic stress, uh, uh, trauma, um, you know, we mm-hmm. see a lot of bad things on the job, you know, and sometimes you need to oh, talk yeah. to somebody. So you might be like, hey, Kev, uh, you know, can I talk to you on the side? So first and foremost, you know, EAP is a strictly confidential. So. Okay. Okay. Good. You, good. Yeah. So if you pull me aside and, hey, I need to talk to you, it's not going to be locker room talk. I'm not going to tell coworkers. I'm not going to even tell my family what's going on. Uh, exactly right that's mm-hmm. what's up mm-hmm. and we're bound by it too so you know we sign we sign something you know when we take the class to get certified that you're not it's confidential you cannot tell other coworkers. you cannot tell your family it's it's between you and the member um so if you say hey i need some help i'm having a little bit of an issue uh let's say let's say you're a blended family let's say you marry uh somebody who has a a kid uh, and you have your own kid, and now you guys are all together as a family. You're like, I'm having some trouble just trying to get the connection, try to be uh, uh, like a, a full full family without any complications. EAP even offers that. So you're like, you know what? 
yeah, you know, how many kids, this or that, you know, okay, yeah, you know what, EAP has uh, some, some clinicians that help with uh, blended families. You know what, well, you know, well, I'll give you the number. This is who to talk to. This is what they can do. So you call up and you say, uh, hey, I'm looking for uh, a clinician that deals with blended families. They'll get you set up, mm -hmm. you bring the whole family in, and then you guys talk. Again, same thing. When you go talk to a clinician, it's strictly confidential. And they don't even take notes. So the department doesn't even know what's going on. So, okay. Yeah. So it's, it's just between you, your family, and the clinician. So nobody else gets involved. It's, it's a program that was developed uh, uh, in April 2000. And it's, it's grown so much since, you know, from the time that it's began to now. It, it's, I think it's, it's a great program. Like anything, uh, we could always use more help, more people, uh -huh. more clinicians, you know, more awareness, what you're doing here, which I think is wonderful, you know, because there is options out there for everything. They even have a financial section. So if you're, you're kind of struggling with debt, they can help you with some financial stuff too. They have, they have some uh, like advisors and stuff like that. Oh, good. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's all kinds of stuff. You know, what are the, some of the misconceptions about going to EAP or seeing somebody or peer support? I, I think that's the number one question. Um, you know, can, can we, we as in uh, EAP be trusted? Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. that, that okay. is something that uh, people pretty much ask, like, well, if I go, am I going to get in trouble? Is the department going to know? Am I going to get my gun taken away? Uh, like, what's going to happen? Is other people going to know about what's going on in my life? Absolutely not. Like, nobody else is going to know but you and the counselor. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, it, you know, that's, one of the main is the other main uh, misconception is, is everybody going to, you know, no, again, it's, it's all strictly confidential. You know, the department okay. is not going to know what's going on. Okay. Um, you know, it, even if you need to take some stress sleep, let's say you, you, you see something terrible on the job, you know, we could name 5 million things right now and you go to EAP and you're like, you know what, this is stuck with me. I'm losing sleep. I need to talk to somebody. I can't go back to work right now. You know, they will take you off the street and they will, so it's called coding it. You know how like when you hit the medical, you get sick, you know, they're like, oh, he's got the right. flu or something. They code it a specialized way. So the department doesn't know what you, what's going on. So they're able oh, to, wow. yeah, it's like okay. an incognito thing. And again, they're not with the, the department is not going to take notes on it. You know, EAP is not going to take notes. So the department doesn't know about what's going on. And you know, the FOID card stuff and stuff like that, you know, you're not going to walk in EAP and be like, hey, I'm depressed. They're not going to yank your FOID card away. That's just not what okay. they do. Um, okay. You know, um, it has to be a very serious case for them to, to take away your firearm. And I've met some people who work as clinicians and even as peer support members. They were like, it's very, very, very few and far between where they yank somebody's void card. And, mm. and it has to be like, man, it has to be, when I say serious, it's, it's very serious. Like the person is already made a plans to commit suicide. They've already okay. made an act okay. of furtherance. You know, it's not like, Hey, I'm depressed or I'm a little sad. It has to, you know, they're, it, it's, it's, it's a very serious case. Okay. So obviously, you don't have to done some things and like, okay, yeah, this person's real serious on committing suicide. So we need to take his firearm, which is understandable, which is yeah. understandable. Okay. Cause yes. you know, 
Okay, perfect, perfect. So, so Superman, let me ask you something, man. Why, why is it such a suicide? Why, why is suicide such a high rate in law enforcement? In law enforcement, especially here in Chicago. Oh, man! You know, I did some, I, I did some studying. Um, every year it changes, but you know, after you asked me to come on, I'm like, you know what? I should really, really brush up on some statistics on this stuff. Um, I'm gonna kind of bounce back for a second, you know, okay. there, there was a, there was a law that was passed in 2020, you know, after I did some research, uh, it was in, introduced in 2019. It was passed by the, it was passed by the Senate and then it reached the house, of course, then it moved to president Trump, uh, which he signed, you know, this became public law, uh, number, uh, one, one, six dash one, four, three, if you want to take a look at it. So basically hmm. this states that it requires the director of the FBI provide information on suicide rates in law enforcement. The attorney general acting through the director of the FBI shall establish for the purpose of preventing future law enforcement suicide and promoting the understanding of suicide in law enforcement. This data, this law also uses data suicides in the United States uh, law enforcement officer. Not only that, they use the confidentiality of each individual officer will be used. So okay. They, so if, if an officer commits suicide, they're not going to be like, okay, officer so-and-so committed suicide. Uh, you know, they keep that out of the, out of the books. So, so with this in mind, it shows that the officers, the officer suicide is becoming more aware, even to our federal government. You know, okay. this, this shows the extremes of how officer suicides affect our country. You know, I'm, I'm finally glad, man, that the, the federal government actually took action in these past couple of years, mm. you know, just to just to study and treat and uh, prevent further suicides, you know, and uh, so I read this document that was presented to the Congress. So they, you know they kind of break stuff down and why is this going to become a law and this and that. You know what what can you show us? So basically, this this was presented in twenty in the twenty twenty report to Congress. It says the last three years of law enforcement had an increase of reported case by death by suicide in law enforcement. I said their data efforts show that from reported 168 deaths in 2017, followed by 172 in 2018, and 228 in 2019. And all these cases uh, exceed the number of line of duty death for those of the same years. And it, it, which is crazy because you guys know every year seems to be increasing, right? Like mm -hmm. every single year. Yeah, yeah. Um, now the FBI also puts this thing called the Uniform Crime Index together they use it for everything they use it for robberies uh, uh murders in each city uh and they categorize it it's pretty it's pretty um in depth and it's 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 a good tool to use but now they're starting to do it uh you know for for suicides and law enforcement and stuff like that which is pretty interesting and uh they put it together uh f uh the crime in uh put together by the fbi says in 20 uh 2019 there was 697,000 law enforcement officers in the u.s uh, and in 2019 of the same year, there's 13,000 and some odd numbers of Chicago police officers. And what's crazy is the statistics that I found, the data, after I mm -hmm. broke all this down, is Chicago police officers have a 60% higher suicide rate than the national average. 60% wow. higher. Why is that? You know, as far as your studies or people you talk to, is there... What's the reason for that? Because 60% for Chicago, that's than any other law enforcement agency. Yeah. 
We're one of the highest in the U.S., man. Chicago police is one of the highest in the U.S., which is almost terrifying. You know, like, how can we get our men and women of our department you right. know, to get help? You know, and, uh, you know, which brings awareness, you know, and, and uh-huh. trust, you know, same thing with policing. How can you get people to talk to us? It's trust, right? So right. trust in the trust in the process, trust in the treatment. And honestly, the reason why um, there's a couple of things we could go statistically or how we feel, you know, okay. first, you know, why do I think we're higher than most uh, other departments in the U.S.? Man, can you believe what we've been through in the past two years? You know, can, <laughs> terrible, <laughs> terrible. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm going to ask I'll, you, give me one reason why you think we have a higher suicide rate in the Chicago Police Mart than we do anywhere else in the U.S. You know what? I, you know what? One thing I will say that comes to mind is unappreciative it's unappreciative you we're out there we, we yeah. work a job where guys we just talked about this earlier the, uh, on the show where we talk about stress we talk about how we how we how we have to watch ourselves 24 7 how we have to engage when something's happening out on the streets how we have to protect ourselves ourselves our partners we have to go in and to protect the community and guess what? In the, in protecting these same communities, we get people yelling stuff at us. CPDK, uh, uh, I, w- I wish you die, or you get the brass and you get the politicians talking about how well you know they're not sticking up and they're not saying anything for something that's going on with law enforcement. Law enforcement that end up uh, end up dying. It's just yeah, we feel sad. Uh, you know, we give their family a flag or whatever the case may be. But there's nothing. It's empty calories. There's nothing behind it to say hey we're not going to tolerate people killing and shooting and talking talking crap to our officers it's always it's always like hey with something happened to somebody to a to appeal to a pos on the street well what the officer have done and you feel unappreciative i feel unappreciated yeah i go out there we go out there break our necks every day we get up lace our boots on put our hard hats on take our lunch pail and we go to work but I don't get out. We forgive me for saying I because I'm I'm fired up because I'm I'm sick of 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 feeling unappreciated. I'm sick of uh, these politicians and, and people are telling not telling these people what's going on out here and not saying hey you need to comply with the officers. And another thing is, is is mindset is that person's mindset. Uh, if you're not a strong person mentally, I mean, uh, you know. I know Holiday joked about to, joked about today earlier today where you know the left shoulder and the right shoulder talking to. Well, that I I feel that's real. Yeah. I feel that's real, <laughs> man. Mm-hmm. So uh, so I know I'm getting a little bit off sidetrack, but but you know the the question the, the answer that you you know for for your question there, man is is pretty much just feel un, unappreciated. Go out there every day work and just feel unappreciated day after day. You see the same old people. You see you ain't getting. You're not getting support from the people you want to get support from. And it's, and it's, it can, it can wear on you. It can wear on you. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's. And, uh, and also, what do you think? And also, and also an, another thing, uh, and this is a big one. Now in our field, you know, we need composure, we need time to heal, but how can you heal when the answer to everything is to cancel our days off? And now you're at work. Uh-huh. 
extra days, extra hours, you know, that that's their mm-hmm. answer for everything. Like RDOs canceled. Or uh, now they got to the point where uh, sometimes you have to stay four hours over and you don't have a clue for what reason. They never mm-hmm. give you a So now it's more hours. You're, you're, you're mentally, physically, you're getting beat up and you have less rest. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I'm going to feed off that a little bit. Um, I I talk to officers all the time and we all do. We all do. I'm no different than you guys. But what I started doing the peer support and they said, you know what, I'm drained, man. It's it's canceled. Like you said, holiday canceled days off, long hours. You know what what the department doesn't understand. Maybe they do. And maybe they, you know, unfortunately, I hate to say it, maybe they need, they just don't care. You know, I don't know. You know, I don't talk to the big bosses. I only, right. but what happens is when you're not mentally there, you're working 12, 16 hours a day, not getting time with your family. It, it's very detrimental to your mental health. You know, mm. we, we need to decompress. We need to get sleep. And we need to socialize with our families and we need to do things outside the job. RDL canceled, extended tours are mm-hmm. very detrimental to the, and this has been, this, uh, this has been said, EAP uh, has told the department this, that, uh, you know, this is detrimental to your, your guys and girls. The, the long days, the time away from their family, you may not see it now, some of the, the cause and effect of this, but what about later? Officers w- with lower, uh, you know, sleep, uh, divorce rates are going to, you know, raise, you mm-hmm. know, and that, and that creates uh, an unstable officer. Do, do you guys agree? You know, like if you can't spend time with your family and you can't get sleep, you can't even do some of the things you like, you, you know, work out, you know, uh, you know, read a book, you know, ride your bike or any of that stuff. And it's just constant, you know, department, department, department. How are we supposed to decompress and become, no. you know, you get, we, you get burnt out, you get burnt out, man. And it's you get burnt it, out. a stressful job and we have to make sure we're on top of our game at all times. Cause mm-hmm. one wrong move out here could mean we get mm-hmm. hurt. Our coworker, our partner society, or we go to jail cause we make a wrong decision. Right. And, and mm-hmm. This is something that's uh, it's it's something that needs to be talked about. I'm tired of you know oh we need to do this because you know so and so said so. You know what you as a as a boss, you need to look out for your troops. You know it, just as we hire these uh-huh. politicians to yeah. look out for society, our bosses are supposed to look out for us. When you drain us every day. We're not going to be a very, we're not going to be very proficient in our jobs. Just as we, we need bosses to understand that when we're being drained like this, it's, it's, we're not going to be proficient in our jobs. And we, we need to make sure that we have time away from the department. And, uh, you know, again, you know, I'm going to jump into this report again. Uh, the report says okay. that, uh, um, the high exposure to stress and trauma, the plethora of conditions for which officers seem to be at high risk, including post-traumatic stress disorder, also known as PTSD, depression, anxiety, cardiovascular disease, 
In addition, that the study has suggested that suicidal ideation is more prevalent among law enforcement or law enforcement officers than it is in the general public. So like if we break down each of these categories, uh, let's say PTSD, as uh-huh. we know, we see some very traumatic situations on a day-to-day basis. Some of these events, they never even leave our minds. You know, some of it's stuck to the day we die, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, what do, what do we see? We see domestic violence. We see yep. stabbing. We see mm-hmm. shootings. We see natural death. We see car crashes. I mean, after a while, this becomes PTSD. You know, you, you keep compiling all this together. And, you know, it's it's detrimental to, to your state of mind. I mean, everybody has their own breaking point, has their own, um, you know what, I can't believe I saw that cat get run over today. That might be somebody's breaking point, you know? Right, or, right. Or what we see with these shootings, uh, you know, especially, with, I mean, I'll, I'll go into my own. When I saw the first rifle shooting, I was like, wow. You know, I mean, this is, this is, this is crazy. Uh, when you see somebody shot with a rifle and you know, oh, dude. body parts are laying everywhere, I mean, I was like, I mean, it, 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 I didn't, I wasn't able to sleep for a couple of days. I'm like, I can't believe that's how it looks. You know what I mean? Wow. I mean right. And, man, man, Superman. My first, I can tell you, my first week on the job, mm-hmm. I saw uh, somebody's head get blown off with a shotgun. And this is my first week. Oh. And I was like. Well, hey, this is what I signed up for. Uh, but right. it was like, you know, I, you know, my mentally, I'm tough mentally and stuff. But it's like that mm-hmm. image will burn inside you for the rest of. I, then that was 17 years ago, and I still remember my first week on the job, and that was, I that's what I encountered my first week, and I will never forget it. Yeah, the the violence that you know, the situation like you saw, the violence that we see. like you said, it gets burned into our minds Mm -hmm. and you don't, I mean, Jules, you got a lot of time at the job. You go back in the day. I hear this from all the old cats like you, uh, suck it up kid. You know, this is the job or Hey, let's move on. There's been a wave of change now, you know, where we need to talk about this stuff. You know, we need to be like, Hey, you know, I saw this shooting or I saw this, or I heard this, like it's bothering me, you know, because the best way to get it out is to talk about it. You know, uh-huh. sometimes we don't want to lay it on our family. You know, it's the stuff we right. see, not, not kitchen talk. You know, it's not table, dinner table talk or anything like that. Right. 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 That's why we have each other to rely on. You know, we have EAP and, you know, believe it or not, PTSD can, and some of these trauma stuff that we have can be fixed, you know, and, uh, you know, it's, it's something that we need to to talk about more. To be honest, mm-hmm. uh, not yeah. every, not every day we should talk about you know all the crazy nastiness we see, but some days you might be like, I don't know about you. Sometimes I'm driving and uh, it's very rare. You know, I, I, I'm considering myself you know mentally mentally strong too, uh, but some days I'm like, I can't believe that happened the other day, and I won't. I'll mm-hmm. be like driving and just just thinking about random things, you know. And yeah. mm-hmm. sometimes you try to realize it or um, put into realization, and you're like, "Man, it's it's crazy what we see out here." I mean, we we live in a major city, one of the, the biggest cities in the United States, so we're gonna see probably things that 
even other police officers might not see, you know, uh, other right. society's not going to see. And uh, we need to talk about it. We need, we need to talk about it. Oh no, you, you hit it right on my head this man. And that's why we we created we created this 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 platform, this podcast. Yeah. So we can get officers and, and we're gonna grow bigger and bigger and grow and grow. So we can get other officers on here to just talk just talk about what's going on. No judgment, no yeah. rebuttal, nothing, nothing. Hey, just just vent, man. Just talk because like you said, like you said, Kevin that's probably your best bet of doing just just to get it out instead of internalizing it just get it yeah. out just speak it out man you you will feel you will feel better you know it's been plenty of times where you know i'm i'm just you know upset and, and and stuff and going on you got your partner your wives or your 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 husbands your spouse and your parents you know just 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 release it and you feel so much better and 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 other things, and uh, if you get into a, a hobby or or a Sudoku or something, play Uno or something to keep your mind occupied. What now? What I do, I listen to a lot of motivational speaking. Uh-huh. You know, every day I wake up in the morning when I'm getting ready, I'm listening to motivational speaking, something positive to kind of balance balance on the day. Uh-huh. You know, like I said, we go through all this, we see all this this stuff and. This, mm-hmm. the, the, this terrible things that we see on a daily basis. I need to balance myself out. So I listen to a lot of motivational speaker, positive motivational speaker, speakers, and um, that that helped me out big time. Man. You know, that's that's perfect, man. I mean, that is definitely a way to kind of decompress and kind of get yourself out of that that uh, that mindset of like, man, this is. This is some things I saw yesterday, or I have a lot going on right now with my friends and my family or at work. Let me just bounce out for a minute. Let me let me think about positive stuff. I mean, uh, I what I try to do is uh, uh, it's a very basic stuff. Uh, it seems to it seems to work for me. Uh, you know, working okay. out. Believe it or not, yoga. You know, my girl got mm-hmm. me into yoga, so you know, I was doing it a little bit before, but then you know, after starting to do it for a while, I'm like. Hey, this is pretty, pretty relaxing. You know, uh, I like to, to read, to write. Um, okay. Probably my number one favorite thing, but I don't have an unlimited supply of money is traveling. So, you know what I mean? It's just yeah. seeing different, different, different things yeah. around the world. Yeah. Mm. And, uh, you know, talking with my family, uh, going out for, you know, having them over for barbecues and, you know, it's, it's a way to, to get away from some of the things that we see. But uh, I, somebody told me like, if you keep boxing stuff away, eventually, you know, nothing's going to fit in there anymore. You know, the thing is going to mm-hmm. explode, you know, yeah. all your emotions are going to come out. Mm-hmm. And you, you can't, you can't box things away. You have to, you have to, eventually you have to start picking at stuff that you don't want to talk about. I'm, I'm not saying, mm-hmm talk about it right away or talk about it the next day, but eventually you have to face some of the things that you saw and everybody faces it differently. You know, some people might have guilt. Uh, some people might have um, uh, some sadness, uh, whatever the case may be, you know, bring it out, talk about it. And, you know, uh, it, it, trauma is treatable. You know, it is, it is treatable with enough work. Trauma can be treated. Mm. 
Yeah, oh, I feel like it's time out for that, that whole of what's been perpetuated on the job. Like, get over it, toughen up. Y'all, you soft, you this. It's like, how can you, in the same breath, tell somebody, toughen up, get over it, you know, get a thicker skin, just deal with it, suppress it. But then, and I don't say this lightly at all, and I'll say it to guilt people. But just for it to be an indictment on all of us and accountability, like when one of when one of the officers, fellow officers commit suicide, how do you as one of the people who kept saying, oh, you hurt, get over it, tough it up, get a thicker skin. But then when somebody takes their life, you have the audacity to cry over them as if you didn't contribute to the suppression that they did that like I like mm. what the person mm-hmm. said Vincent whoever told you that like it's only so much you can box away until you can't fit anything else in that box that mm. is so because how can I tell you I value you as my brother in blue sister in blue how can I tell you you know I'm here to cover you covering you is not just confined to what we do on the street covering you is covering you stop like it's it's i feel like it's time out for this dehumanizing each other on the job like the um oh let's let's just cope with it by you know let's make inappropriate jokes like oh yeah he got his head blown up ah yeah that's how we that's how we deal with it but you're not dealing with it mm-hmm. you're not dealing with it and god had to tell me tell me that when i came on the job like i never I always prayed like and that's what that's what i do that's why i've been faithful to god i'm a christian and like, I, cause I can say what God has been to me faithfully on this job inconsistently. Like I prayed, I said, God, no matter what I see, please don't ever let me become desensitized. Of course, I want to be emotionally strong and mentally and physically strong to deal with it, but yes. I don't want to be desensitized to it and cynical to where, you know, I be, I try to detach myself from being human because you made me to be human. You've made me to feel. And a, a part of serving people is being able to relate to people still. You know, so where it's like, if I'm on scene and I see, now it's like I've seen a, 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 a few amount of shootings and people shot and some people dead, you know, and I thank God I'm not desensitized to it. And on scene, I'm not moved to cry. I don't feel like crying. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm strong enough to deal with it and get through it and do my job. But I can still stand there and say, this is messed up. This was somebody's son, mother, father, or just a human being who had, whose life was valuable. This is messed up. I still feel that human side. Like this is a shame. This is still tragic, but I don't take it home with me. I don't, I'm not depressed about it. I'm strong enough to not let it, consume me or overwhelm me but I can still say I carry it as a reminder that that person is me just like their life was valuable mine is valuable just like my life is valuable their life is valuable so whereas and I thank God because every time I do have a traumatizing situation just last night I had my first CSA and I prayed the whole time that God mm. would not be desensitized to it, but let me be there to aid. It was a child. Wow. Yeah. You know? Wow. Yeah. 
And yeah. I was me and my partner were both able to be strong for the family, you know, and I thank God for getting me through that moment, you know, and not to become cynical, not depressed and not, you know, like taking it home, not, you know, deeply, you know, crying about it, but still being human enough to sympathize with that person and empathize with that person in the moment and be there for that child and be sensitive, know when to give them their space, not overwhelm them with trying to figure out what happened, but just, you know, following the proper protocol and, you know, letting the proper people ask the interviewing questions, which is like SVU and stuff, but still being that, still being human. Cause I didn't come on this job to not be human with people. That's not who God has named me to be. So like, and for any officer, like I didn't come on a job to discard any other officer because every other officer is me and I'm every other officer. You know what I'm saying? So it's very important that I genuinely care for each other enough and don't put, don't confine or put a degree on how much we care for each other. I'm not saying be intrusive and, you know, people are going to have certain people who they feel more comfortable talking to about whatever, whatever mm -hmm. it is they're dealing with. But at the same time, we are, it is not for us to care for each other to a degree based on what our comfort level is. Like, oh, since it's too much for you, I'm going to tell you to get over it because I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to deal with what's bothering you. But then as soon as you're not here anymore, oh, why did they do that? Oh, why? Well, you, you help drive them to that. I don't want to be the reason why I contribute to <clears throat> helping drive into somebody to that point where they're so hopeless and they feel like they were alone in their hopelessness. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like it's, I'm glad that, you know, Vincent, you came on and shared all this pertinent information. So a lot of it that I never knew about, even the process of becoming an EAP member and things like that. Um, you know, it's very important. I hope a lot of officers listening to this and they, you know, say, hey, it's really time for us to get rid of this, this culturally passed down mentality of just toughen up and get over it. Because you can be tough by dealing with things. That's what really, really builds you. Because if you think about it, being cynical, mm -hmm. allowing yourself to be desensitized to it, it's not really making you tough. It's making you it's making you run from being tough. It's making you run from perseverance and endurance and overcoming. You can overcome everything that God never even intended to you for you to see because even though it wasn't intentional for, you know, what my pastor told me like last year, the things that we see as officers, he's like, I pray for you all the time because the things that we see was never meant for the human sight to see. Oh. And he said the right. thing that exactly even right. though it was never meant for us to see it, God being higher than us, God being the ultimate standard and the external reference, him being who he is, that's why we go to him. Because for healing, for ultimate healing. Because at the end of the day, if it gets to that point where you see stuff that we just never meant for you to see, there has to be a good side to that, which is God. So you go to him for that type of healing and that type of restoration to overcome those things that our minds wasn't even meant to see. But because we live in a fallen world, there are going to be things we're exposed to. 
and there mm-hmm. and hopelessness isn't the ultimate end that's not what we living for to tell me you mean to tell me i go through all this stuff putting my life on the line just to see the worst of the worst and just for me to realize there was it's nothing for me to heal from that that's not what god put me here that's not true so it's for me to realize I can overcome those things and still be a strong person and still be a caring individual, caring human being, you know, with being emo- to learn emotional stability. In order to learn emotional stability, you have to go through the most emotional rough times. Whether it's being an officer or being something else, it's out there, but there is hope through everything. But you have to have people in your corner that's going to push you towards hope and not push you towards hopelessness. Yeah. Oh man, exactly right. That's man, hey man, hey man, Miss Roddy over there preaching. Yeah. <laughs> I know man, I know people gonna listen to this and take take evil on uh, on and, and soak and soak in a lot what Superman and 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 and, and Miss Waddy and Holiday and I'm saying and and just to piggyback off what you what, what you said a little uh back uh Waddy, just to piggyback off what you said, uh I wanted to ask Superman about joining EAP. Why'd you why'd you do it? What made you do it? Oh ah uh, you know I wasn't so I was still on probation and um you know I I like you know we're you know when you get on the job you know we're already observing people whether we have a day on or 10 years on we're observing so I was sitting in a roll call and uh I looked over at one of the officers in the uh, the officer didn't didn't look too happy. Mm, and okay. uh, I was like, you know, I wonder if something's going on. Is it my business? I'm the new guy here. You know, uh, I was like, whatever it is, I hope this person's doing okay. You could see it in their face, you know. And I went on furlough soon after that. I can't remember if it was a couple days or a day. And uh, while I was in furlough, I found out this officer committed suicide. Mm. Oh, wow. Okay. And I was, I mean, I was, I was, I was in a happy place. You know, I, I was not mentally, but on like, literally I was in Jamaica on the beach. You know what I mean? So that's supposed to be like a happy place. Right. 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 Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was Jamaica on the beach with a, with a mom, <laughs> with the Bahama mamas and all that. Right. Bahama, you, know, you know what I mean? And uh, I was, I wasn't happy, you know, and I was like, this is, this is pretty sad. And I can't believe this, this officer, you know, is gone now. And I didn't say anything. I felt this sense of guilt and, you know, it stuck with me. It's still, it's still with me a little bit. I thought maybe if I said something, maybe it could have changed the tide. I don't know, mm. you know, um, but at least I could have left that option open. So from, from that, you know, I want to say any profession or anything, really, you know, be kind to people, you know, just a little bit goes a long way. Say, Hey, man, Hey man, or Hey, you know, are you guys doing okay? What's going on with you? How are you? You know, just, just talk to them a little bit because kindness goes so, so far. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. And it just bringing a smile to somebody's face could really change something. Uh, so sometime later, you know, I came to the 8th District and uh, 
one of the uh, the sergeants there pulled me aside, and uh, he was part of EAP, and he said to me, "Hey, Kev, uh, I've been watching you for a while now, and uh, you're really good with coworkers, and uh, they 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 like you. They they they've come to you. I've seen they talk to you, and they even told me personally. You know, I was like, wow, man, that feels good. Thank you, thank you for bringing that up. You know, I was all full of smiles, and it made me feel good. He's like, uh, I was curious if you wanted to join EAP, uh, peer support, and I said, uh." I said, I heard of EAP, but what's peer support? They said, peer support is, you know, you're like the first uh, person on the line for somebody that they can talk to and you're going to get mm -hmm. trained and, you know, you've given resources and, and uh, you know, something to help your coworkers a little bit more than what you do now. Are you, are you interested? And I said, uh, I said, yeah, how do I start? He's like, you have to get referred into uh, the program. I said, okay, uh, let me know what I can do. So he came up to me sometime later. He said, hey, I referred you. You should get like an application through your, your you know, your city uh, email. So I filled it out. I did the interview. Um, they ask, you know, some pretty tough and personal questions during the interview. Uh, kind of like um, one of them was, why do you want to join? And uh, I said the same thing that I just told you guys and, you know, and uh we took it a little deeper and, you know, they asked some personal stuff and they want to make sure uh, that the people that they're getting are obviously, I think almost all police officers are great quality, but EAP is going to take it even further. Like, how are you okay. going to handle certain situations? You know, are you going to be confidential? Are you going to give good information? Are you going to be unbiased? You know, we're supposed to be unbiased police officers anyway, but, you know, how are you going to take this even further? And um, I think their vetting process is excellent. And uh, I would trust any peer support member with some of my most personal uh, issues. And if somebody comes to talk to me, it's gonna be dear to me. And I know it will be dear to them, you know? So I, that's, that's the number one thing I wanted to, you know, get out today is you can, you can trust in this, this process. And if you don't, this is something else that I've learned too. Uh, if you flip over your cart, you know, us as city workers, your, your uh, insurance cart, on the back, there's a number. Uh, your, our, per, our medical provider, uh, you know, Blue Cross, will find uh, uh, somebody to talk to, you know. Mm. Uh, and, okay, that's and, good to know. Yes. So we do have options that way too. So if you don't want to go through the department, just call the number in the back of the card, say, Hey, I need to talk to somebody about X, Y, or Z, whatever it may be. And you can get help that way too. Um, and there's all kinds of 24 hour hotline services out there, suicide prevention. Um, there's so many options out here other than EAP peer support, you know, there's, mm -hmm. and I'm glad that you guys, you know, we're all talking about this because, you know, what's what's going to prevent this is awareness. You know, there's treatment. Uh, there There is faith that there's things that could work. And uh, um, just a little, again, I want to kind of say this again, just a little bit of kindness goes a long way. You know, I mean, Jules every day, this guy's full of smiles. Hey, what's up, man? You know, you can't walk down the hall and not smile at this guy. <laughs> that's, that's something that you know people look forward to you know people probably look forward to talking to you man and uh 
I think oh, that's what's up, Superman. Appreciate yeah, you, man. Yeah, but you, but but it's all you, man. I I see y'all. It's like, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said, Superman here at work, so we good, man. I ain't got work. <laughs> but you know, we all have those coworkers or friends or family. Like, man, that guy is awesome. I love talking. And, and you know, I see you. I see you, Jules. You, you and Holiday. You guys bring up the mood all the time. You know, people people like talking to you guys. And and that. And, and if you were to talk to any of the peer support members, they're, they're a lot like you guys. They're just, just, just really down to earth people, cool people like Miss Wadi too. Just hey, listening, listening is the key too. You know, like yeah. she, she was listening and she was, uh, you know, she really got in depth there uh, a few minutes ago. And that's oh, some yeah. of the stuff that we need to do anyway as coworkers, whether we're in this this program or not. But just listen, just listen to your coworker. I mean, even if we don't agree with it, like we all have different stances on uh, uh, why, why is Chicago the leading uh, suicide rate? But we all know it's, it's somewhere, somewhere in the middle we're all going to meet, you know, and it, it could be even the Will Smith thing. Why, why do you think he did that? Whatever, whatever the case may be, it's just, just hear somebody out, listen to them, you know, yeah. give them a voice is number one, you know, and we mm. do that on the job anyway. You know, when we go to domestics, right. hey, what's going on? You know, first question, and then they go da 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 da, and then before you know it, you're going da 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 da, you know, and then everybody's right. just talking. That's the same thing with coworkers. We just need to be a little bit more kind to each other because in the end, that's all we have, you know, because we see, at least in our department, that some of the politics ain't great. Mm-hmm. Oh, you damn right. But so you damn right, Superman. Say that. <laughs> 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 So we got to make sure we got our children's back, you know? Yes, sir. We got to make sure we do that. Yeah. Now, now Superman, do you have any other uh, information on, on how, how somebody can get in touch with EAP or peer support? Yes. I know it's on the, I know it's on the FOP book, but, you know, for so somebody who's listening who don't have FOP book or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. So um, first, uh, if, if you want to ever make a call, it's a, it's a 24 hour service. Uh, you can call anytime. And if you really need somebody, they will, it's almost like calling 911. They'll dispatch someone at three in the morning to your house. Okay. You know, yeah. uh, and you know, for the number, you know, 312-743-0378. And that's, okay. that's just for, you know, uh, a CPD member. That's for if, you know, your significant other is going through a hard time or your children or somebody very close to you. Like it's, it's, it's the immediate family that uh, EAP does for too. So it's not just yourself. Yeah. So if your wife or your husband or somebody's having a difficult time and you, you already try to do what you try to do. It's four in the morning on a Saturday, you know, we'll send somebody out. You know, we want to make sure people are able to uh, get help that they need. And it's uh, just like calling 911. I don't know if, if the guys and the girls know in the district, but a peer support member, you could find it on um, the wire and then you click the district, uh, EAP, click the district and you can find all the members involved. But if you don't know who they are or if they haven't done roll call yet, they usually carry a little blue pin like on their vest or on their on their duty belt or like in their badge. Oh, it says, okay. It says Chicago yeah. Peer Support. Yeah, exactly, guys. Okay. Oh, that's, that. I, I don't think I, I ain't never, I ain't even heard uh, holiday. Why did I never heard that? Yeah. That's, so, that's, man, that's, that's no, that's really good to know. That's I didn't, good. I didn't know. 
So yeah. EAP personnel have to carry a blue a blue pen on them, pen yeah. tool. Okay. Yeah, it, and then the blue pen, um, it'll say, you know, uh, uh, Chicago peer support. So it looks mm -hmm. like you you can see it. It's 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 uh it's pretty pretty prevalent, you know. So if you ever see that on somebody, just know that they're a peer support member, and you can reach out to they're them. Peer support member. Yeah. Oh man, that's excellent. Excellent information. Excellent yeah. information. Man, brother, Kevin, <laughs> man, we appreciate you. We really do, man. It was awesome. Man. Having thank yeah. you for having me. Oh, you guys, thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Well, honestly, I think what you guys are doing is great. Um, you're bringing awareness. And we talked about some uh, some funny things today, some, some things that weren't so funny, and some things that uh, we need to know about. And you guys mm -hmm. are bringing awareness, which... Uh, we yeah. need to do more as officers and uh, just 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 people in general because they're we don't want to lose anybody at all ever, but we definitely don't want to lose to suicide. And you guys, right. I'm, right. Glad, I'm glad you guys are bringing it, bringing some awareness to our department. And we talked a lot about the reasons why some people might be doing this. Um, and I think everybody's answer is correct today. And mm. uh, and how can we change it? We unfortunately we live in Chicago and the politics ain't going to change rarely quickly, you know, fairly quickly. So uh, all we can do is try to do our best and uh, be there for each other and uh, bring awareness, be kind, and you know, yeah. and you guys, you guys are doing it. You guys are doing it, oh, whether man. you know it or not. You guys are doing your own peer support. You know, you're doing your own. You know, uh, uh, helping each other. You know. Yeah. Man, uh, appreciate you, man, Superman. Appreciate it. We we we've been talking all week. Every time we see each other, uh, Holiday and Wadi, <laughs> we'd be smiling <laughs> at each other like, "Hey, man, it's gonna be a good show." And damn it, man, this yeah. is a, a, a excellent show. We yeah. are so and, glad and, we're and, and, we're and honored that, to have nervous. you up in here. And he's smooth. Hey, man. Hey, he's smooth, smooth with it, man. He's not nervous enough. He, he, he hey, hey, he's smooth <laughs> with it. He, oh yeah, he did kill it, uh, Holiday. Yeah, good job, man. He did kill it. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, buddy. No, thank you guys. I appreciate you all. And uh, thanks for having me on. And uh, uh, feel free to reach out to me again. Um, uh, you know, whether it may be through here or, you know, at work or something, uh, if I have, have any inform, any more information, you know, I would love to relay to you guys. And, you know, just a little side note here too. Uh, we've been having a lot of resignations and retirements on the department. So the peer support group is starting to, to kind of do this a little bit up and down. You know, uh, we're trying oh, to okay. restaff it. Um, and if, uh, if anybody listening on this podcast is interested in becoming a peer support member, please reach out to, you know, EAP or a peer support member. Um, you know, we, we need as much help as we can out here, you know, so. We'd love oh, to have no, that's. Oh, no, man, that's a good point. And also, if anybody just want to hit the show up, uh, Black and Blue Vanguard podcast at gmail.com and. You know, yeah. sensor information, or uh, you know, you know how to get into get in touch with us. You know, hey, listen to Superman. We we need some good people out there to you know come yeah. and support these support officers as, such as ourselves and and other officers and future officers getting on because we're gonna need it. Uh, Superman was right. Only people that's gonna help us is, is, is each other. I don't have any faith in uh, the politicians. I don't have any faith in some of these communities members. I don't have any faith. Hell, some 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 of these bosses don't even have faith there. So the foot soldiers and the people that's on the front line serving and protecting these communities, we have each other. 
And I know with one damn shit, we get each other on this podcast. So, so we That's all good. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Man, but Superman, we appreciate you for co- coming on the show. I know it's supposed to be only for an hour, but we got in here. We wrapped it. We wrapped so good. I don't know. I, I can't even tell you how long we was on this thing, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while. But it's, it, it, but it's, but it's much needed. I hope we didn't take you up from anything. Guys, that's, hey, that's the show. I want to thank, uh, we all want to thank everybody for listening. Again, we want to thank Superman, Kevin Superman Benson for coming on the show and giving his his fruits and 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 these nuggets, these 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 things that people can take home and 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 use. And we just want to say thank you again. Um, so I want all of our we want all of our uh, law-abiding citizens to watch each other's back, be vi- vigilant out there, and for the boys and, w- and women in blue. We want you guys to stay stay vigilant yourselves, you know, watch each other back and, you know, and be nice until it's time not to be nice. So till then, we'll talk to you next time. All right. Thank you. Wait a minute, people. We're not done yet with we'll announce our Blue Cape Award winner. Holiday, who's getting the award today? Today, Blue Cape Award winner goes out to no other than the firefighter police officers from Falmouth, Maine. The crew from Engine 4 Fire Department, along with Falmouth Police Department, working together to free a young golden retriever from a drain pipe. Fable the retriever was not injured and was seen licking her rescuers. After being saved, guys, not only Fable, thank you. We like to say thank you also of being our Blue Cape Award winner. Thank you, Holiday, for announcing our Blue Cape Award winner. People, you can always check us out on Red Circle, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Please, we encourage you all, if you have any questions, comments, or if you just want to get some off your chest, hit us up at Black and Blue Vanguard Podcast at gmail.com. What is police brutality? Does it exist? Police brutality. A coin term that's been worked to death. It's run the gamut from physical brutality to rudeness, and it's a damaging term. When the police do something that's objectionable, call it what it is. Rudeness, undue force, neglect of duty, or whatever, but not police brutality. It can't be defined. It's just a label that some factions of our society use to destroy public faith in constituted law and authority. The police.